Hello, I'm Rebecca, the founder of Trio, and welcome to Pep Talks with Trio. Trio is the leading solution for workplaces to support their people during every life transition, from starting a family to retiring, and every life event in between. On Pep Talks with Trio, we chat to our expert partners for advice on how to best navigate these common, complex, and often messy life stages that happen during our working career. Keep listening as we connect the dots between life and work with the simple aim of education and empowerment. After all, life happens at work. Today on Pep Talks with Trio, we're speaking with Rebecca Thomas, a career break travel coach, and we're going to be discussing career breaks, the value to organisations of sabbaticals as a retention strategy, and how to use travel to find meaning and purpose. Rebecca, welcome. Firstly, Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Firstly, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Of course. I... Um, I'm somewhat nomadic, so location independent. My background is actually 20 years recruitment, so have been career coaching throughout that time, of course. And last year I graduated as a coach with the ICF and are combining that with my absolute passion for travel. So I am working with individuals who are undertaking a career break or have decided that they want to take a career break and who want to have travel as part of that career break for for any number of reasons and really it's around coaching them to get the best out of their career break and the travel experience but also really looking at what their future you or the future them wants to be and then integrating that back into their daily life once they're back from their career break and having used the travel learnings to really kind of I suppose continuously improve and and live their best life. Amazing this is something really unique I've actually not heard of this before so what led you onto this path? It's interesting actually there aren't many of us at the moment I was listening to your podcast with John Glass I think it was with regards to the retirement coach and I thought, yeah, it's it's very similar. There's there's it is unique, and there's not many of us about. What led me to the path? Wow. Well, travel has always been a massive part of my life, and and what I love to do. Um, of course, it was a career break that kind of allowed me the time and the space to really delve into what fills my cup what I love to do and what I wanted my sort of next chapter to to look like so really it was all around um, combining my skill sets and looking at what I could do with that that almost wouldn't feel like work to be completely honest so there was a lot of googling that happened around you know what are the potential opportunities that I could look into and I stumbled across travel coaching so it's quite um, well known in the States. There's a there's quite a few travel coaches globally now and, and certainly emerging globally, but quite a few in the States. And so I started to follow a few travel coaches and then actually signed up with a couple of them. So had travel coaches who really then helped me, I suppose, um, curate what my offering and, and where my passions lay. Um, with regards to, I suppose, what led me to the nomadic piece and, and life as it is at the moment, as I say, it was a career break. So my husband and I 
emigrated to Australia in 2011 with the recruitment company that I then worked with. And we'd been here five years and it was almost that kind of crossroads time where we were like, okay, do we make Australia our forever home? Or do we want to go back to the UK? Or do we want to completely throw it up in the air and, and do something totally different? So lucky enough to be supported by my current um, employer. And also my husband was was very much supported as well to take that that sabbatical. So we had six months off and we really used that time to do some deep work together with regards to what we wanted life to look like. And basically we came down to the fact that we wanted our cake and eat it. So we wanted to still live this beautiful life that we had in Sydney and have all of the most amazing, you know, people and connections that we'd made in our life, but also we massively missed family. My brother was at a point where he was starting to have his own family and think about children. I wanted to be part of their life. We had also um, randomly bought uh, a derelict barn in France uh, about 10 years prior. And so we also used that time to really see whether that was still part of the plan. So we actually went back to France and we we stayed on site and we kind of, you know, umdenard as to whether that was going to be part of our future. And really what we did is is take the time to look at what we love to do, what we wanted life to look like, how we would have our cake and eat it, and then put together a five-year plan. So we came back to Sydney with the knowledge that actually the life that we wanted to curate would be in five years' time, and that we would spend the next five years really saving hard, investing in you know, how we would create that life and how we would make that happen. And of course, having a um, location independent life means that we can spend part of the time in Sydney, part of the time traveling, which is our passion, and then part of the time back in the Northern Hemisphere, um, doing what we love, renovating our, our farmhouse and also spending time with family. So that's kind of what led us, I suppose, to the life that we're leading at the moment. And the travel coaching piece combined all of my skill set and really was something I was really passionate about and wanted to pursue. That's incredible. And it sounds like such a hugely a life full of freedom and purpose. Um, so let's just look at the difference between career coach and sabbaticals, Because uh, sorry, career breaks and sabbaticals, because sometimes career breaks, from my understanding, can be through something like redundancy, which can really throw people off course and isn't necessarily a, a chosen I'm going to take a career break and an sort of a, a proactive decision as well as a, a sort of a sabbatical I'm, I'm proactively going to take this time out sometimes you know we can be throwing these curveball balls can you just sort of explain is, is that my understanding in terms of the difference between career breaks and sabbaticals is that correct yeah, I think you can also throw vacation and holiday in there as well. So sometimes people ask me, you know, what's the difference between a sabbatical and a holiday? So it, I, I suppose the way I look at it is if we take vacation and holiday, that is your allocated leave that you have from your em employer for a, a set period of time, um, which normally you would apply for and then take. And in normal circumstances, you know, you're looking at what a week, two weeks, potentially three weeks. Um, a sabbatical is an extended period of, of leave. So that is 
you are with an employer and the intent is to return to the same employer. So some companies have a sabbatical policy and it will be very clear cut and outlined. Interestingly, the twice that I've taken a sabbatical with the companies that I've worked for, it hasn't actually been, I suppose, a, a, a policy, but it's been more an, a, an agreement with my leader and the wider, broader business. So, um, you know, it's really around the company supporting that extended period of leave. With regards to the difference of a career break, I think you know, it's language and, and it's the word that we use. Some people use career break rather than sabbatical, but I think you're, you're, you're correct in the fact that, that career break is a much broader term. So we can use career break for any break in career and it doesn't have to be attached to one company per se. Mm. So you're right, you know, redundancy, retirement some people retire take a bit of a break and then are looking at something to fulfill them and maybe do something totally different and so that can be seen as a career break it could be after parental leave that they take then a little bit longer and and then decide to do something totally different I think the difference between the sabbatical and the career break versus the uh, holiday and vacation as I mentioned, is time, but it's also intent. So with regards to a holiday or a vacation, it is normally around, you know exactly what you're going to do. You have almost this kind of tick list of, okay, we're going to go on this holiday with these people. Um, and it's kind of very much, you know, planned at the beginning of the year or or you get to a point where it's you're taking days here and there. With regards to the intent of the sabbatical, I think it is much more intentional and the reasons that individuals take sabbaticals and career breaks of course are very different and very unique and very personalized but there is certainly an intention I think that plays a part in the differentiator. So let's look at organizations then that do offer sabbaticals your two it was a internal agreement which is amazing what is the benefit then of an organ or to an organization of having a sabbatical policy? It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think there is huge amounts of information out there on the benefits to the individual. And also it's very, it's very visual, right? You, you know, if you've got a, um, uh, um, uh, friend who's going on a sabbatical or, somebody who you can see on social media you can see all of their posts that it's a lot of you know rest and recuperation or they're mm. deep diving into some inner work or they're on a silent retreat or they're climbing a mountain or whatever it might be so it's very visual but I think the benefits are huge to an organization to offer this and of course with my 20-year recruitment hat on immediately I go to that attraction and retention piece mm. So if I think about the attraction side of things, you know, what better way to position yourself as an employer of choice and really around that employee brand perspective about celebrating and really, um, you know, promoting the fact that you have a sabbatical policy. We know that um, individuals joining companies are looking for wider benefits than just the bog standard benefits you know nowadays and a sabbatical can really set you out from the crowd of that so there are a number of different companies starting to really get on board with this but also very much from a retention and if I think about my two 
my two examples, in both instances, I for certain would have left the company if I wasn't supported to take that sabbatical. So the first time I was in permanent employment, I had worked with the company both in the UK and Australia. And as I said, I was at a crossroads. I needed to take some time to really decide what that looked like. And I was super supported around the decision of I didn't want to come back into my role that I had done for for five years. And so actually had a global headcount. So I knew that I could rejoin the company in whatever position was available, wherever in in the world. Mm. I definitely would have taken the time out, whatever. So if I wasn't supported, I I would have left and they they wouldn't have retained me. In the second um, example, I was actually on a six month contract starting with a company and I had a leader who was amazing and who basically um, saw me as an asset. I had gone from 16 years employment straight into the six month contract and my intention was always to have some travel and some time out, but I just never got it. And so I had said, stipulated that actually after the six-month contract, I wanted a, a career break as such. Mm-hmm. So um, to look at what I wanted to do next, but was persuaded by a great leader to take some time out and then return to the same business on a permanent um, basis. So from a retention piece, you know, there's two examples of how it, it can absolutely be used. I think also a lot of the policies that employers have are based on years of service right so it's that we offer this sabbatical to somebody who has been loyal to us for five years so again that is um ensuring or or increasing the chances of somebody staying with an employer for a longer period of time hitting that five years and then taking that sabbatical the other way I think from a retention perspective is of course burnout right um a deco I think recently um, shared some results around four out of 10 people suffering in 2021 from severe burnout. Now, what a way to be able to support your employee workforce to take some time and really not just a two week holiday. I think there's also research out there that says that it takes us three or four days to disconnect and to actually start to relax so if you take a week out by the time you've relaxed you're back into it you're checking emails so actually from a burnout perspective a sabbatical can be absolutely instrumental in really that physical that mental that emotional spiritual health and getting somebody back to the balance that then they need for themselves and and the organization and capacity, um, right? You know, once somebody's re refueled, their you know their their pr- productivity and creativity. Then I guess what you're saying is the loyalty that comes out of that. Absolutely, and you mentioned the creativity and innovation, and I think this for me is the beauty of the travel piece. You know, what better way than to experience different cultures? Um, you know, go on different adventures spend time in nature have personal um challenges to then be able to bring back into the team the business Mm -hmm. that that innovation um and also i think from a leadership perspective i if i think back to my my time i was leading a, a large team when i came back into my permanent role and i definitely led with more 
understanding, more empathy. I was much more aware of diversity and diversity of thought. And certainly I think the leadership piece is, is huge from a benefit to organisations. And also what that leads on to, thinking about it, is also, and this is also with my recruitment hat on, but the succession planning and the talent management piece, right? Because if you've got somebody going on sabbatical, sabbatical, whether they're coming back into the same role or not, that actually creates an opening for somebody to step up into that. So there's a lot of examples that we see where said employee goes on sabbatical and it offers that opportunity for somebody for a month or six months to step up and really then hone their skills and develop. It also gives the talent management team across an organization the opportunity to see different individuals in roles Mm -hmm. and be able to identify them as talent that they want to earmark or who you know is pipeline then for succession planning so i think the the benefits are so far reaching and it also sounds like you know um, a sabbatical versus just a vacation a sabbatical is has far more meaning you know it sounds like you're going off and you're really going to you know experiencing different cultures you're doing retreats or something that really develop us as an individual so we have personal growth and then we come back and bring that into the team and it's interesting um you know we're talking about the talent piece because we are in a period at the moment where we have a huge talent shortage and a lot of companies are making huge redundancies and it kind of strikes me that at one point you know that eventually we you know we're going to turn and we're going to have to rehire a ton of people but wouldn't it be fabulous if organizations could sort of implement a dispatchable policy and encourage people within the organization instead of making them redundant to actually say is there a percentage of people that want to take this opportunity to have a sabbatical and a period of time off um go away grow and as you say they're reducing their headcount which is actually one of the things that they're you know many people are trying to do right now but without actually losing their talent long term and then when those people come back then there's you know huge growth and okay you know there might have to be sort of headcount um changes but we're very quick to go through the redundancy as opposed to maybe looking at alternative ways where we can manage our our people uh, potentially more innovatively Absolutely. And what an opportunity. I'd have been one that absolutely put my hand up straight away. <laughs> yeah. And and I think it's, you know, th- that's the difference as well between a, sabbat- a paid sabbatical and an unpaid sabbatical. Mm. So there are, I, I mean, there aren't huge amounts of companies. There's certainly more and more that are offering an actual sabbatical policy and have it in, in black and white. But there's certainly less who have an unpaid, sorry, a paid sabbatical. But absolutely, what an innovative solution to say who's in the position where they can take some time off, you know, financially, where they want to go and explore, you know, themselves or what's next, what their next chapter looks like. And then, you know, almost be put on the bench, isn't it? It's almost like yeah. the, putting them on the bench until you're ready to, to increase headcount again. 
Yeah. And, you know, and even if at that point, from a talent's perspective, if, you know, the economy hasn't shifted and you're not in a position to rehire, well, or, or, you know, to for them to come back, then you can make those decisions then. Um, But we know, I mean, obviously, my background is also recruitment, that hiring process of attracting talent and great talent when it's not around right now and it's such a long you know when you know you flip the switch and go right we want people again they don't just fall in in the, the following month you know it is a hugely long time consuming and very costly experience absolutely um, i think you said something on a podcast um recently around 300 you know it's 300 three times yeah i mean that's just huge isn't it so from an investment perspective and a a short-term versus long-term um strategy yeah phenomenal to retain somebody is so much better value yeah Yeah, because you're retaining your ip and you're retaining their growth within that um and it's interesting, you know, redundancy, I think, like I said, you know, there's a lot of it happening at the moment. It can really throw people off course. Um, and I love that concept of pausing and going, actually, what what next? What do I actually need? You know, what's good for me? Instead of just rapidly sort of going in and, and into the next role, like for like. Um, and yes, there is a financial element. You know, I do know people that are sort of have up their families, their kids, they've rented out their property, they're doing the the lap, um, you know, they're, they're making radical change. And I think that is something that's come out of these last few years of is people are beginning to think differently. They are expecting, like you're saying, lots, you know, vastly different things from their employer. It is not just salary anymore and benefits. The benefits do certainly go beyond dollars um fascinating so if people are in the position to take a career break whether it's chosen or sort of enforced through redundancy and then they reflect and you know decide to actually take a period of time to travel or they are taking a you know a proactive approach to I'm going to go on a sabbatical and and you know I want something to come out of it what you know I always say when you're doing something for the first time you actually don't know you don't know what what you don't know and you don't necessarily know what you're doing and it is often I mean you've done too I've not done any um so how do you get the most out of this what is often a one-time opportunity a once in a lifetime opportunity how do you really make the most out of this and I think this is probably where the missed opportunity is because as you say you don't know what you don't know as we've mentioned, travel coaches are not common. And so people don't know that travel coaching exists and certainly career break and sabbatical travel coaching exists. And through my, I suppose, past experience and lessons and learns, and also through very much exploring how I want to work with with individuals through a coaching perspective, I think it really starts with, like anything, really understanding where you're at and where you want to be. So it's very much exploring that why. Mm. Why do you want to take the sabbatical? Um, For those that are in the position where, you know, it has been a forced perspective, it's then thinking more around, this is an amazing opportunity for me to really, as you say, press pause and think about what future me is going to make me really proud. So the exploring the why piece then I think really leads on to 
almost that curation of what you how you use that time so for example um you know i've i've recently been speaking to somebody who the why was to spend more time with family so they're an expat they're in in australia they wanted some time to go back their parents are aging and so the why was really driven around taking that time to spend with with parents but whilst they were exploring the why they also looked at how they want to feel whilst they're on the their time away and also what they wanted to look like and and what they wanted to be when they came back and through that journey and that process interestingly what shifted was how and what the actual time away looked like and and the the essence of that is their assumption was they would just go back and live with their parents and stay with the parents you know time was to go back and spend time with, with them however when they looked at how they wanted to feel on on their time over there um living with their parents and being back in you know their their home or their their childhood house actually brought up some feelings that weren't feelings aligned with how they wanted to feel and so what that looked like then is okay well how can I actually do both and so it was around actually not living in the family home but hiring an Airbnb having an environment that they felt safe psychologically and and you know mentally and physically happy in so that they could really utilize that time whilst also spending time with their family so once you've really looked at your why, I think it then curates what you want. It was then around actually looking at a multi-generational holiday. So can we, you know, take everybody out of this one space and put everybody in a neutral space and really worked at what everybody loves and what they want to do. And so a multi-generational sort of trip away came out of that as well. So I think the why piece is really important. Um, I think it's getting intimate with who you want to be and using that time the best you can to actually become that that person. And if there is a transformation that you want and a transformation that you want to happen, it's then around really thinking about the processes and the activities that will get you there and, and doing that whilst you're away. I, again, I think it's the missed opportunity that we don't think about the why we don't set the intentions and therefore then you know we come back and fall back into old habits mm. within three weeks we feel the same as we were before the sabbatical I think the intention setting is really important so my advice would be to not uh, confuse goal setting and intention setting and the intention is the mindset so the intention is okay this is how I want to feel on this holiday or this you know piece of travel that I'm taking as part of my my career break or sabbatical and really then the intention if you set the intentions correctly I think um you you and I have a mutual um contact Neela who talks about sacred time mm -hmm. and the difference between BAU time and sacred time and setting that container and that sacred time really then will give you the best possibility of getting the best out of your your time away. Um, I think it's also practicing mindfulness when you're away. So being very present and trying to always be thinking about, you know, 
I suppose, going back to those intentions. And then I think my final piece of advice, and this is for me where the magic happens, and this is where actually if we miss this step, all of the great work that we've done around getting the best out of the sabbatical um, falls down is the integration. Mm -hmm. So once we've actually taken that period of time and we've explored why we want to do it, we've explored how we've actually set the plan, we've set the intentions, we've done it. And then we come back to our you know, same role or different role in a different, in the same company, our same set of friends, our same environment how easy is it to just go and fall back into that old way? And really it's around then those practices around integrating all of the lessons and really bringing that transformation through into future you. Oh my God, Bex, that sounds magical. It actually sounds like everyone could do at some point in their life with this growth and transformation. Um, and I can see how the integration piece is is where the magic happens. And when you were talking about the feeling, like the intention setting, um, that really resonated because I think sometimes we get so fixated on the physical and the goal or the material. Um, and we think that that outside of us is going to be what's going to make us feel happy or feel um, that, you know, we've got what we needed to to get from that experience. Whereas when we focus on the inside and the feeling, you know, if I want to feel free or um, expansive or whatever that feeling is, um, what how that physically manifests in our life isn't, doesn't actually matter anymore because if as long if the external experience is given us the internal feeling of say freedom, then we've achieved what we wanted to to achieve, even if the external environment isn't what we thought it was. But the um the problem with focusing solely on the external that this external material world is going to give us the outcome that we seek. If that doesn't, then you're left unsatisfied, and you know you haven't sort of got that growth or achievement that you wanted whereas when we focus on the inside of the inter the internal intention and if we achieve that then how that manifests in the external world it actually doesn't really matter so yeah and and travel how many times do you see itineraries that are these bucket list kind of tick sheets you know it must do this must go and see this tourist attraction must go and and I think for me the difference between mindful and transformational travel and travel is that piece around the internal versus the external you know how do we still feel satisfied and as though we are absolutely on the journey we should be by not going to have to see the Taj Mahal or the Tower of London, or the, you know, if actually that's not what fills our soul. And mm -hmm. I have worked with so many people who, interestingly, what they thought their travel experience throughout their sabbatical would be, after doing that pre-prep work, it's totally different. Because mm -hmm. actually, it, it stems back to that, what you don't know, you don't know. You know, oh, so-and-so went and did a sabbatical and did the this hike or so-and-so went and did this, but actually what they truly need in that moment is not that. 
they need something totally different and so the travel piece then looks very different to what they they first you know thought it would look like yeah and the integration piece it you know it's it would it's so sad isn't it to think that you've done this whole period and then you actually don't take those learnings and bring it into your everyday because typically when you're going to take this big journey it's because you're like you said you know I was going to leave no matter what I was at a point where I wanted to reevaluate life um and then you you know you do this big thing but to go back to where you were you'd lose all those benefits you know so to to come back from a journey let's call it that um and then reintegrate that the growth and the change potentially you won't ever need to go on another life-changing journey again because your life becomes far more expansive and you know intuitive or whatever it is as you go forward because you've you've integrated so many so much of that Mm. magic I guess and the integration is interesting because the integration immediately doesn't need to be what your your thought process around what your future life would look like in you know two three four five years it can almost be that interim plan so if I think about our experience we did come back to Sydney and we did another five years you know in corporate um in full-time work but what we knew is we knew what the end goal was and so the integration process was almost the plan around how to get there so it was taking the lessons and taking that going, okay, this is now a five-year plan to get to where we wanted to, because, you know, we have no magic wand that just goes, oh, yes, of course, you know, you're financially (laughs) free and you've done this sabbatical and off you go, you can be whatever you want to be now. Of course not. So it is around then the integration being, of course, the, the bigger picture and that, you know, vision boarding, blue sky thinking, but also then those practical steps to get you to to that sort of you know end end goal or euphoria as it as it were I think I also get a lot of questions around what's the difference between a travel coach and a life coach or an executive coach and in my mind it is around that finite piece of time so it's around this journey and it's around you know if I go back to that sacred time it's around that and I almost see my partnership with life coaches and executive coaches as okay you know the pre part of the trip I work with somebody on the actual during I see myself as almost that accountability partner to ensuring that what they have the intentions they've set are then met and then the integration piece and after the integration piece of course it's ongoing but I almost think that's where, say, a month, two months down the the line after that actual travel journey being part of the career break or sabbatical, it's then almost handing over to an executive coach or a life coach to then take that through as as sort of BAU as as you continually evolve. Yeah. And I can see how this would be so valuable for somebody entering retirement because they've had a lifetime of working in one way and then they have a whole different chapter to come. But actually taking that time out to pause, to expand, to grow, to learn and reset the the purpose of how I want this next life to be could be incredibly valuable. Yeah, and it's it comes down to identity, doesn't it? And redefining identity after retirement. You've 
probably been and identified yourself with your career, with your company, with, you know, that life. And it's redefining that and, and rebranding the new you. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca, thank you so much. I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Um, thank you for all of your advice. But thank you so much. It's been really, really interesting. Thank you for having me. It's been great chatting about my absolute passion. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how Trio can support your people, visit trio.com.